们祷告。Dear Lord, this is indeed our prayer that may Your will be done. 亲爱的主，这的确是我们的祷告，愿你的旨意成就。So our prayer is that Lord have Your way. 哇，所以我们的祷告说是随你来调度。When we walk in this life, when we walk in this way of life. 当我们在今生行走的时候 ，We pray that every time, always have your way. 我们祷告就是说，每一次主啊，你都来做主。You win, Lord. 主啊，是你得胜。Because you are our master. 主啊，因为你是我们的主。In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. 靠我们主耶稣的名祷告。Amen. Let's turn to Matthew chapter, Gospel Gospel according to Matthew. 翻开马太福音。Chapter sixteen. Jesus replied, "Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven." Jesus 对他说，西门巴约拿，你是有福的，因为这不是属血肉的，只是你的，乃是我在天上的父指示的。And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 我还告诉你，你是彼得，我要把我的教会建造在这磐石上，阴间的权柄不能胜过它。I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heavens. 我要把天国的钥匙给你。We especially remember this phrase, the kingdom of heavens. 特别我们注重这一节啊，天国。Now with Peter, he was also given the keys. Of the kingdom of heaven. So, so these are the verses for the moment. So, we read here. Now, as you know, that most of us have been in the special gathering in the, in、uh, in Memorial Weekend with our brother Stephen Kong. So, the majority of the brothers and sisters have attended the special gathering with our brother Stephen Kong. Now, you remember how the theme was. Gospel of the Kingdom of Heavens. So, you 大家记得主题就是呃天国的福音。I think now we should be able to see the three peak revealed in the Gospel of Matthew related to kingdom. 所以我们现在都应该都看见马太福音里头关于天国福音的三个高峰。Now I try in that conference to share something in my heart. 所以在特会的时候，我也分享是我心中所思想的。So I knew that our brother, our brother is going to share on the three peaks. 我知道我们的弟兄他要分享啊、uh, 这三个高峰。Especially Matthew five six seven. 马太五六七章。Sermon on the Mount. 是呃山上的教训。And Matthew thirteen. 马太福音十三章。The mystery of the kingdom. 是天国的奥秘。Or outward appearance of the kingdom. 
And then when we come to chapter 24, 25, you will come to the third peak of the kingdom of heaven revealed in this gospel. So it speaks of the manifestation of the kingdom. So you can imagine through these three peaks we should be able to know the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. So when I was before the Lord, I want to have something from the Lord. Of course I remember uh, I I if if I try uh if if I try to uh, uh to 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 uh to be part of the meeting. And also to be part of the burden of the conference. So I knew very well my burden is the kingdom and the church. Now I had the word from the Lord. However, I have some consideration. Because that message should be given in the afternoon. So I think it would be very heavy for many brothers and sisters. So now I think I will share this in the morning, so I hope that no none of you will fall into sleep. And then, uh, so in another words, if you really see the kingdom of heavens in this gospel of Matthew, and then when you come to chapter 16, and you discover not only the kingdom, but also the church, more than 40 times our Lord mentioned of the kingdom of heavens. However, he only mentioned twice about the church. Now, we are so occupied with the church. And we forgot that actually the church is within the context of the kingdom. Normally, we talk about the church as if something very independent. If you know the kingdom, then you know the church. If you experience something about the kingdom, then you really understand the body, you really know the body of Christ. Today we know the term the church. But unfortunately, not many of us really enter into the reality of the church. The problem is this. We always try to understand church outside of the scope of the kingdom. So now we would like to know. What kind of relationship between the kingdom and the church? I think this is a big topic. But this morning I only mentioned one. Now you remember when the Lord talked about uh, the church. So what did he say? He said, verse 18, And I tell you that you are Peter. 
On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So our Lord revealed to his disciples. He is going to build his church upon this rock. Now that rock never is never Peter. Because Peter in Greek is only small rock, small stones. Now when the Lord talks about this rock, it means two things. First, compare with Peter. Of course, Christ is a rock. And actually, Peter was something uh, come out from that huge rock. So that's why he became a living stone, a small piece of stone. And you are Peter. But when the Lord is going to build his church, of course, he will church, he will he will build his church upon this rock. It was Paul tells us. Christ is that rock. So, brothers and sisters, only Christ is the foundation of the church. Not Peter. Not Peter. More than that, when Peter confessed Jesus Christ as the Son of the Living God, now remember, here is a great confession. Peter made that confession on behalf of the whole church. That confession, that confession is confessed that Jesus is Son of Living God. So remember, that confession is the rock. Upon that rock, the Church of Christ will be built. So Peter only do something on behalf of you and of me. So when the whole church confessed that Christ is the living Son of God, now you know that here you find the foundation. And not only that the church of Christ will be built. So that's why the Lord said, My church, I will build my church upon this rock. So this is a wonderful prophecy. One day he will build his church. Now we ask, when our Lord is going to do that? Because this is a wonderful prophecy. God, the Lord is going to do something. Somehow this is a secret in his heart. You know, Peter, as a disciple, has followed the Lord almost three years. Some of them at least three years. Even they were with the Lord all the time. But they did not know that there was a secret in the heart of their master. 
Our Lord kept that secret at least for three years. He was not able to tell the secret to, to the disciples. Because they are mature, not mature enough. You see, they need, they, they, they know grace. They know that when the Lord's present, when the Lord is there, now they don't have to worry about what to eat. You know, as long as the Lord is here, everything will be alright. What they want is the grace of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. They still do not know much about the law of the blessing. The law of the grace. So remember, brothers and sisters, when the Lord wants to do something, He has to carry it in His heart for many years. Now, only six months before the crucifixion. Our Lord cannot hold it any longer. He has to, he has to tell the secret to disciples. But first, he has to ask the question, whom do you think I am? And thank the Lord. It is the heaven which revealed Christ to Peter. So Peter made that great confession. So that's why the Lord that's why the Lord said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Why? It is the Father in heaven who revealed this secret to you. Think about it. Here you find a secret in heaven. Only God knows that secret. Only God owns that secret. But thank God. Now it pleased the Father who revealed His Son to Peter. No one more than, no one is more capable than God to keep secret. But now you see that, brothers and sisters. And now it pleased the Father who revealed that secret to Peter. And that secret is nothing but Christ. That's why in Colossians, Christ is a mystery of God. That's his secret. But after that secret being disclosed, and the Lord said, I, uh, 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 and I, all, I also will tell you. Now, in Greek, in, he, in original, it means that God has told you some secret, yes? But that's only half of the story. You already know the half of the mystery of the universe. But you still need some other half. God has told you the half of the story. But I have to do with the other, another half. So that's why the Lord said, I also will tell you, Peter, 
On this rock, I will build my church. So when the Lord opened his heart, when the Lord revealed his heart, now we know the secret of Christ is the church. So that's why in the, in the epistles of Paul, not only talk about Christ, the mystery uh, the Christ is the mystery of God. Also, the church is the mystery of Christ. So, if you combine these two thoughts together, that's exactly what happened now in Caesarea Philippi. Now, our Lord knows that He cannot no longer withhold that secret anymore. It pleased the Father who revealed the first half. Christ is the Christ is the, uh, the, the Son of the Living God. Now that's very important confession. But when you know that, you already know half of the secret of the universe. But now it pleased our Lord. To tell Peter that I will build my church upon this rock. see that? This is a very important moment our Lord has been waiting for. After three years of following of his disciples, they have all the benefits of following the Lord. But they don't know the secret of the heart of their master. Finally, the Lord said, I will build my church upon this rock. Not only the secret, also the dream will which will be realized. You see, brothers and sisters, now, if you today try to take the ladder to the heaven, if you ask Lord, what is in your heart? Brothers and sisters, you'll find the church is always in his heart. For that reason, he said, I will build my church. Thank the Lord. That's a wonderful announcement. It's good news. The Lord is going to build his church. But somehow the Lord tells us when he's going to do that. So by the time when the Lord Build his church. Then immediately you know the relationship between the kingdom and the heaven. The kingdom and the church. So I think this is very important. We have to let the word of God explain the word of God. Don't create your own theory. Don't create your own understanding. We have derived everything from the word. On the one hand, the Lord said, I will build my church upon this rock. Now we ask, when our Lord is going to do that? Thank the Lord. Through the context. 
you should be able to know when the Lord is going to build His church. Remember, after the law of after the after the uh, the uh, prediction of about the church building. And verse 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, brothers, what is the use of the keys? Now, if you talk of the king, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, it is very clear. God gave the key to Peter. Why God gave the key to Peter? Very simple. In the beginning, when God, when the Lord called Peter, now Peter was casting the net. Then the Lord said to him, Follow me. I will make you fisherman. Thank the Lord. Now you see that? Now, after he follows the Lord, when he cast out the net, now not only just a fish, he only used to be fisher, but now he's a fisher of man. So when he really become the fisher of man, now you know very well, when he cast out his net, 3,000 fish come into the net. Another time, another casting of the net. 5,000 fish come to the net. What happened? That's a mission to the Peter. Why the Lord said you should become the fish of man? On the day of Pentecost, not only 3,000 fish. Later, you have 5,000 fish. So many fish come to the net. How do you describe the net? Brothers, sisters, thank the Lord. Then you discover. On the one hand, Peter is the fish of man. On the other hand, he holds the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So what does that mean? He should use that key to open the door, to open the gate of the kingdom of heaven. In other words, on the day of Pentecost, he used one of the first keys to open the gate of heaven. Not only 120 there. Now you find that 3,120. They all enter into the kingdom of heaven. You see, my brothers, that's a wonderful news. In the beginning, it was John the Baptist said, The kingdom of heaven is near. Why? Because the king is near. Because John the Baptist was a pioneer of the king. So when he said the kingdom of heaven is near, it means the king is near. But then when our Lord preached the gospel, in the beginning he also said the kingdom of heaven is near. King is already there. 
所以他就在呼召门徒 but the nature of the kingdom of heaven is, is different. You know, it's very different from the concept we have on the earthly kingdom. In earthly kingdom, you have the king, you have the people. Now, the relationship between the king and the people, that relationship is the king and the, between the king and the subjects. It's all these people, they definitely belong to the king. They obey the king. But they, they, it doesn't mean that there are any other relationship between the king and the subject. No. But what is the, what is the kingdom of heaven? You have to explain it from the word of God himself. That's why the Lord teaches us how to pray. Our heaven who is in heaven. Remember brothers, then say, may your kingdom come. Remember, this kingdom is kingdom of our Father. He is our king. We are his people. But remember, when we obey the king, not obey him in a slavish way. Because he is so powerful, we have to listen to him. He is so powerful, we cannot afford to dis- we cannot challenge his authority. Now that's earthly kingdom. That's never a kingdom of heaven. How do you find the kingdom of heaven? This kingdom belongs to our Father. Who is in heaven? So that's why we become the sons of kingdom. Now remember, in the earth of the kingdom, the king is king, the people is people. In the kingdom of the heavens, something is very different. The king and the people share the same life. Now, if you have that life, you are in. If you are not like, have no life, you are out. It is not that you, you, you have, you, now you, 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 uh, it's not that now you have done your duty. 
That's why you in the you in the country. Why many people they are immigrants? Now they say we are American now. After they are naturalized. They pay their tax. They fulfill all the duties. Because they fulfill all the duty for this nation. Remember, they are belong to the dark people of this nation. You cannot say you are second class citizen. No. Because when they pay tax, they never pay a less tax than you do. So you see, brothers, now you say we are Americans. We are also Americans. And remember, we are Americans. We are the people because we pay our tax. We fulfill our duty. That's why we enjoy our right. This is earthly kingdom. But when we talk about kingdom of heaven, let us remember the Lord teach us to pray. May thy kingdom come. Brother sister, that kingdom is the kingdom of our heavenly father. So it means that we the people, we the sons of kingdom, has the same life with the Heavenly Father. Now we have our mission. What is our mission? May the will of heaven, may the will of God, upon this earth, just like in heaven, the will of God. No problem to uh to no problem to be realized in heaven, no problem. Today on this earth. You see how many people they reject Christ. How many people they still do not believe Christ as their Savior. So you see my brothers and sisters, when you look on this earth, can you say that the will of God today being done on earth as it is in heaven? No. What is the kingdom of heaven? Kingdom of heaven is not heaven in heaven. When the will of God be done in heaven, that's heaven in heaven. Now, what the kingdom of heaven is? Kingdom of heaven means this. Now, the will of God should be done on earth as it is in heaven. So somehow the will of God being done on earth. How do you describe this earth? How do you describe our planet? That's heaven on earth. When our earth is crowned with heaven. This is the kingdom of heaven. Now you know our mission, brothers and sisters. Now, why we pray that may your kingdom come? What does that mean? mean may the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. The large realm uh, of the kingdom ruled by heaven. Then you see that actually you see more of this planet 
will be subject under the rule of heaven. So this is what the Bible tells us. The kingdom of heaven. So whenever we study this important subject, never try to borrow some concept from this earth. That's why the Lord teaches us how to pray. Alright. Now, that's why you find the connection between the kingdom and the church. Now, if kingdom does not have such a nature, not only our Lord have disciples, Socrates, those great philosophers also have disciples. Confucius also has disciples. I ask you one question. When you gather all disciples together, finally, if everybody follows you, now do you consider this is the kingdom? But anyway, in the beginning, no doubt about that. That's why our Lord was doing, was doing always when he came to the earth, that's what he was doing. So later he said the kingdom of heaven is near. Because he is gathering his people. But remember, brothers, something very interesting. When our Lord gathered his disciples, you find something happen in the life of our Lord. In the very beginning, when our Lord walked in Galilee, he always went to the lost sheep of Israel. He always visited the synagogue first. Because those people who are in the synagogue, they have the word, have the Old Testament word. So if anyone receives revelation, definitely they, have, they are much easier to receive that revelation. So in the time of our Lord, it's about 240 villages around the lake. And our Lord entered almost every village according to the gospel. Every village you always have a synagogue. People study the word. If they study Isaiah, they definitely know Isaiah 53. So for that reason, our Lord is able to, to help them to open their eyes. You know, Isaiah in the time of our Lord Jesus never be divided into chapters and verses. And also at that time, they have no punctuation. You can imagine when you pick up Isaiah, no division of chapters, no division of verses, not even punctuation. So you can imagine, and word to word always connect just like one piece. So brothers, how do you know when you 
pick up some verse. How do you know the which verse you really like? You really want to quote. So now you understand. When our Lord entered into one of the synagogues, He picked up one scroll of Isaiah. Very interesting. Immediately He is able to come to a right place. Immediately He quote Isaiah 61. He knows those people in synagogue. They were well taught. They should know Isaiah very well. But unfortunately, no one is opening their eyes. So our Lord just opened their eyes. Now, in that portion of Isaiah 61, the first half and the second half. First half is about our Lord's first coming. As a savior. Second part, second part is a prophecy of our Lord coming as a, as as the judge or as the uh, as the Lord of the judgment. So you see, in one paragraph, you have two parts. One about his first coming, another one about his second coming. Now, first coming, Paulo came as the, as, as, the, uh, as the Lamb of God. Now, when second time, he came as Lion of Judah. Now, in the first time, remember, he entered into Jerusalem with donkey. For his second time, when he comes, he will enter Jerusalem with a white horse. So you can see that definitely in that prophecy you divide into two parts. So our Lord entered into one of these he wants to open people's eyes. And then he read a certain part of Isaiah 61. This prediction already fulfilled in your ears. Now, my brother sisters. Now, when he quote that verse, very interesting. He knows his Bible well. So, when he come to the end of the first section, if we if we if we were him, probably will go ahead. Brothers, our Lord knows that he cannot go ahead. When you say now this message already fulfilled in your years. The Savior is your mission. He is the Savior of love. It is not time for him to exercise his judgment. Now one day he will exercise his judgment. Today is the day you should receive Jesus Christ. Now try to remember this most important moment. But when the Lord returns, it will be too late. So you see, our Lord is able to preach the gospel to those people in 
the Lord want them to be saved. Because they have the word. If they have the word, it's most easy for them to receive the revelation. So the method of our Lord is always go to the laws of sheep of Israel first. But unfortunately, he was rejected. And he was persecuted. Even they try to find a way to kill him. So remember, he came to his own. He is being rejected by his own. His first offer is to his own people. But then he turned to another to another direction. So you will remember when our Lord was on earth, especially in Sea of Galilee, in the first portion, in the first part of his time there, he traveled all Galilee, but he was rejected. So what he could do, he can only withdraw to the seashore. He can only withdraw to the uh, to to the desert. He also withdraw himself to the mountainside. So when you study our Lord is on the seashore. Also in the desert. Or in the mountain. You know our Lord has been rejected. He is the king. But he is a rejected king. He wants to gather his people. But his people never come to him. Now, brothers, but anyway, he, he, he is going to build his church. He is going to establish his kingdom. That's why he said the kingdom of heaven is near. So, brothers and sisters, our Lord is in the process of gathering his people. That's why. From that time on, he changed his methods. Formerly, when he preached the gospel, always in a very clear, crystal way. So, before that, he always did that. But people have no ear to hear. Now they want to kill him. So, even now, when he, when he goes to desert, when he goes to seashore, go to mountain, Many people gather around him. They want to hear him. Think about it. When you see so many people want to crowd, want to get, want to come to him. Given that opportunity, you can build up your kingdom. All you need the people. Now here you find five thousand people. There you find ten thousand people. Now, no matter what kind motive they have. One thing is this, they are at your feet. If they come to your feet, then it's a wonderful opportunity for you to establish your kingdom. So you see, brothers, at that time, he preached to the crowd. know the crowd. So you see, brothers and sisters, 
我们说一次的，但是我们是在我们工作之前，we want to preach gospel，我们要传福音。So that's why we pray a lot。所以我们就在传福音之前祷告。You see, that's why we pray and we work。所以我们祷告，我们就工作。We depend on the Lord。我们依靠主。In this kingdom of heaven，但是不是就是天国呢？Only our Lord。只有我们的主。He pray even after the work。他。after we preach the gospel, we just never, never pray anymore. No wonder. In the past years, we may have 100 people got baptized. Where are they? You don't care. Why? Because we are driven by the need of today. Now, brothers, if that's the case, what we are building up is Christianity, not the Church of Christ. So may the Lord open, may the Lord open our eyes. Our Lord has all the opportunity to gain to become the king. So at that time, before our Lord wants to go to the mountain to report to the heavenly Father, all he cares about a smile from heaven. Are you the sons of the kingdom of heaven? You are working for Christ. You labor so much. Were you driven by the need in the church? Or you are driven by the will of God? So for that reason, he knew what he's doing. So he, aside, before he go to the Father, he had to do two things. First, dismiss all the 5,000 people. You remember? That's very difficult. It's almost like a golden opportunity. Now you are just driven the opportunity away. So you see, brothers, that's one end. Now people of these people are easy to be dismissed. The most difficult are the children, are the disciples. the moment they are waiting for. If our Lord become Messiah, some of them should be on his right hand, another one is in the left hand. They know this way is very difficult. This the way of the cross. So if tomorrow if if if, if our Lord become the king, right so that means tomorrow we will tomorrow you will be reign with Christ. No more cross. No more tears. No more suffering. No more humiliation. Brother, sister, isn't that wonderful? So for that reason, our Lord knows them very well. You know, they, they, they just love this place. You can see the glory of God. 
那个字说驱散原来在用希腊文用在鸡鸭这些动物身上实验很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很
Formerly he performed many miracles. Feeding of Think about it. Mighty power. The law is the law of miracles. But now the greatest miracle is the Lord Himself. When He said, It is I. He showed Himself as the miracle of the miracles. Now you know what does that mean, it is I. If you go to Daniel, if you go to Isaiah 52. There you will find one of the name of Messiah. One day when Messiah come, how do you know he's Messiah? Now that name is very, very wonderful. Very interesting. That name is it is I. When the Lord said it is I. The disciples' eyes were open. Now they know that. He is the Messiah. He is the one according to God's heart. One glimpse of this miracle is more than 10,000 miracles. By this way, our Lord is the King of this twelve. God, the Lord never worry about numbers. The Lord worry about the foundation. You may have five thousand people. No revelation. All they want is their benefit. All they want is love and faith. If you have such a prayer, if you have such a savior, you don't have to worry about living. Brother do you think our Lord will establish his kingdom according to this basis? But what a pity. What a pity. I said our Lord has lost a very important golden opportunity. That probably should be the first mega church, 5,000 immediately. Why our Lord did not know how to exercise mass psychology? He knows so well. So, brother, because the Lord knows that. The foundation of the kingdom of heaven. He wants to be the king. But he wants to be the king of your heart and my heart. Only when your eyes are open. Only when you hear it is I. When your heart is being captured. Brother then you see the miracle of all the miracles. He is the first of ten thousand. My brother when you own him as your master, as king, I say, brother sister, to own our Lord as master is one thing. 
To own him as a king is quite another. These disciples have followed the Lord so many sometimes already. But it's only in that revelation they see the king. So the king and his people. The king and the disciples. These are the sons of the kingdom. Now, if our Lord wants to introduce him, who are the sons of the kingdom? That's Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Those who are poor, those who are poor in the spirit are most blessed. Remember, these people are poor people. But they are most wealthy people. Why? The kingdom of heaven is there. Do you know that? Why you are rich? Because the kingdom of Bill Gates is yours. You definitely are rich, no doubt. Today, when Bill Gates walked into his office, before he saw a bill with $500, now Bill Gates had to make a decision whether he wanted to ban, his, uh, ban, his, ban himself and pick up that uh, bill of $500. When you do that, you have to spend some time, probably uh, some nanosecond, probably. But you have to make the choice. Either he pick up the dollar, $500. If he just save that time, well, all the way to the office, he may gain much more money than that just $500. So brothers, if, one, if someone tells you that, the kingdom of Bill Gates is yours. You must be rich. Unfortunately, this is only a dream, broken dream. But some reality is true. Brothers, if you dare to follow the Lord, you become poor for the sake of Christ. Thank God. You are most wealthy man. Because the kingdom is theirs. So you see, that's what the Lord wants, the sons of kingdom. So by this way, you see, that's the foundation of the kingdom of heaven. So the Lord starts from 12 disciples. 12 is a small number. Our Lord was so satisfied with that small number. But that doesn't mean that a big number is wrong, no. Everything big ought to be grow out of small. If something grow out of small, it means something related to the life. If no increase from life is no if if if, if, if any increase uh, 
Any increase if it's not from life is no increase. You know, we are capable to make things big. Today in many mega churches, you know, they are hiring the MBA from uh, from from, uh, from from Harvard and from any other university. If you know how to become managers, you definitely will become an elder. You see, in, as long as you get people in, that's all right. So some of the meeting places, no, they even let the, they even let the McDonald's uh, have the business in their building. So now it's very simple, very 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 convenient. Every Sunday after the meeting, you just go to McDonald's, even though go out to the McDonald's. My brother, sister, if you know how to manage, you know how to develop, you know how to establish your kingdom. There are already so many kingdoms on earth. Remember, brother and sister, what the Lord is occupied is the kingdom of heaven. So thank the Lord. He's going to build his church. But he start with twelve disciples. Only twelve people. But on the day of Pentecost, these twelve become hundred twenty. Why The Lord met more than a group just five thousand. And actually our Lord has other opportunities. Especially beyond the Jordan River. The Lord said many thousand people crowded. Actually, many ten thousand people crowd him. My brother, sister. Finally, only hundred twenty people in that upper room. Where are those crowds? Brothers, now on the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit came down. Baptize in baptize these one hundred twenty individuals into one body of hundred twenty members. Thank the Lord. But more than that, on that same day, Peter opened the gate of the kingdom with his king. Now many people really enter into the kingdom. So that's the beginning of the kingdom of heaven. Now you will say the kingdom of heaven has arrived. When the kingdom of heaven arrived, when the church is born, as a body of Christ, it's not earthly organization, it's not institution, my brother and it's full of life, that's a body of Christ, but when Peter opened the gate, brother and you find here, you have the king of the heavens, God is our king, 
We are all the princes in the kingdom. So thank the Lord. According to the Bible, the keys are in plural. So if you read your Bible again, and one day, Peter visit the house of Cornelius, who are Gentiles, again, when he preached, then Holy Spirit baptized them. Same and for that reason, you see, through Peter, he opened with another key to open the gate of heaven. So not only for Jews and also for Gentiles. So my brothers, we are baptized into one body. Neither Jews nor Greeks. Not just on the day of Pentecost. Also in the house of Cornelius. Now you see that. That's why you have two keys. When Peter opened the gate of the kingdom with that key. Why do you say the kingdom has arrived? Remember, now remember that the kingdom of heaven is already arrived. So that's the beginning, that's why what is the kingdom of heaven? Kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of God. From first coming of Messiah to the second coming of Messiah. When first coming of Messiah, he sowed the seeds. So now you find many sons of the kingdom were born. So he gathered his own people. Finally, brothers and sisters, after many labors, on the day of Pentecost, now what happened? Two things happened at the same time. On the one hand, our Lord built His church upon this rock. The second thing, Peter opened the gate of heavens, of kingdom of heaven with the keys. So, my brothers, for that reason, now Bible, from that time on, Bible never say kingdom of heaven is near. Kingdom of heaven already started. After the Lord's ascension. Now, the manifestation or realization of the kingdom had to wait for the Lord's second coming. But the reality already starts from the day of Pentecost. We're already inside the kingdom. Because Peter already opened, already, already used the key. We already in. So now you see the relationship between the kingdom and the church. Now our time is gone. If you are willing, we will share that in some other occasions. So let's pray. And uh, brothers and sisters, feel led by the Holy Spirit, have a season of prayer.